Just Life, a programme from Radio Maria England. listening to Radio Maria. This is Just Life. And this morning we are joined by Simon John. Good morning, Simon. And Simon is going to be giving us a series of talks called Set the Downtrodden Free. Talks about modern slavery, such an important but not well-known topic. Simon is a retired solicitor. He's worked particularly with children with cerebral palsy. He's a lifelong human rights activist and has been in the Rotary International for nearly 50 years. It's this that led him to his interest in human rights and to a deeper awareness and interest in modern slavery. Simon, I hope I've introduced you. If there's anything else you'd like to say about yourself, please do add it. And um, over to you. No, I, I, thank you, Elizabeth. I think you have uh, summarised um, my history so far very well. I have, as you say, acquired this deep interest in human rights over a lifetime, but it's only over the last five and at the most ten years that um, I have been uh, particularly interested and become uh, increasingly aware of the evils of modern slavery. And and that's really been in tandem with uh, recognition of the problem, both within the UK government, marked by the Modern Slavery Act 2015, um, and by the Catholic Church, uh, marked by Pope Francis, in the signing of the Joint Faiths Declaration in 2014. But I'll come maybe to both of those, but particularly to the Joint Faiths Declaration uh, a little later. Um, I thought it would be uh, good and seasonal um, to start with the theme, um, He Was Despised or as we may recognise it, he was despised from the uh, handle um, oratorio of um, of the 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 uh, the, the uh, piece of music that that we play at this time of year, Handel's Messiah, and um, the the themes really are twofold. One is that um, Jesus chose to appear at this time to the lowly, those who are despised of men. Um, And throughout his teaching, he identifies with 
and urges us to be like them. That's very much part of the Christmas message, isn't it? Um, but ironically, at the same time, um, Christmas, as it has become for us in the West, uh, we tend to oppress the despised a little more than at other times of year. Um, and in the West, uh, we tend to oppress the despised a little more than at other times of year. Um, and although that may sound a provocative statement, just think uh, Black Friday and the January sales and the associated low prices. Um, that there's an excellent NGO who ran a campaign a few years ago about um, oppression in UK farming um, and asked the question, who pays in relation to low prices? Low prices and modern slavery are closely associated because low prices mean something is missing from the price and that which is missing could be defined as the unpay of the slaves. The fact that slaves simply aren't paid at all and in many of the cheap goods, not all, but many of the cheap goods we buy, um, there is slavery in the footprint. Um, changing tack slightly, um, but, but uh, you'll see the point rapidly. Um, there was a BBC News app story uh, last week about an Italian bishop who you might have thought uh, uttered blasphemy um, when to uh, some school children he, he was speaking to, he denied the existence of Father Christmas. Shock, horror, and um, an, an immediate apology um, from his diocese. There were several bishops in this diocese, I gather, in Italy. But he, 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 he and the diocese went on to explain that although he might have um, put it rather heavy-handedly, the point was to explain to people how commercialisation uh, may have taken over Christmas and how we may not be as conscious as we should be of the hum humility involved in Christmas um, in our faith, uh, which is contrasted, if you like, um, with the excesses and the commercial opportunity that Christmas has become. Um, and, and in the Old Testament and throughout his teaching, uh, Jesus, of course, closely identifies with the downtrodden. Um, and thinking only of last Sunday's readings, on Gaudete Sunday, uh, they were no exception. 
Um, so although we're now in cycle C, if you look at cycle A um, in the psalm, verse 1, um, talks about God being just and being just to the oppressed, the hungry, and setting the prisoners free, and raising up those who are bowed down, and loving the just, protecting the stranger. Um, in, in the acclamation, he has sent me to bring good news to the poor. And that's then uh, repeated in um, both the gospel and um, in cycle B in the first reading. Um, in Again, in cycle B, uh, in the psalm, verse 3, he fills the starving with good things and sends the rich away empty. In the acclamation, um, again in, in uh, cycle B, um, we, we have that quotation again from Luke about um, bringing good news to the poor. Um, and in cycle C, um, in the gospel, um, if anybody has two tunics, we heard last Sunday, he must share with the man who has none. And the man with something to eat must do the same. And so I came away uh, with those words ringing in my ears. Um, who are these oppressed, the bowed down, the prisoners with no tunic starving? and nothing to their name. Well, there are many people who could be included in that group, perhaps, um, but perhaps at the top of the queue, top of the list, um, would be slaves. Slaves, of course, are not new. There were slaves in Jesus' time. There were slaves 200 years ago, in transatlantic slavery, and there are slaves today. We may be astonished to realise um, that not only are there slaves in our 21st century world, listening to Radio Maria. This is Just Life. This morning we are joined by Simon John, who is talking to us about modern slavery. Back over to you, Simon. Thank you. Um, we, we were just talking about um, old and new slavery and transatlantic slavery, of course. Um, we all learnt about at school. And 
One of the stories from that time that tells us something about the purpose of slavery, um, which, by the way, is profit, exorbitant and obscene profit. That's what modern slavery is about today, was 200 years ago, and was at the time of Christ. Obscene amounts of profit. It's the fastest money you can make, second only to trafficking drugs. And many think it's overtaken it um, in the last few years. Um, and, and that story is that uh, it's apparently a little known story, but you can find it on Wikipedia. Um, the story of the slave ship Zong. And on the 29th of November, 1781, the slave ship Zong was making its way from West Africa, bearing um, several hundred slaves for sale in the New World um, when they realised they had made a severe navigational error. There weren't, of course, any service stations on the way across the Atlantic. Um, so uh, they were in a pretty dire situation because they weren't going to have um, enough food and drink or certainly not the adequate amount of food and drink that they'd expected. So uh, I suppose there were a number of ways of solving this practical problem. Um, but the, the thing one would have thought most people would do will say, we'll all have to go on a very severe ration and just hope it lasts us out. But no, um, what the um, slave holders and crew of the ship uh, decided to do was to throw 130 slaves, human beings, to you and me, but cargo to them, throw them overboard. Um, and there is a, a very gruesome painting um, by, by William Turner, of the scene, which you can see on, on Wikipedia, of the 130 slaves um, flailing arm, manacled arms, um, trying to survive in the Atlantic, with the ship disappearing into the distance, and Turner's signature sunset in the distance. And I liken that uh, to an event only two years ago, when you will remember 39 Vietnamese um, asylums, no, actually um, economic migrants, were found in the back of a lorry. Now, the, although the people guilty of trafficking these people weren't actually charged with slavery, there was uh, a, a lot of suspicion around and lots of evidence that they may well have been about to be trafficked because people um, had been 
trafficked as slaves by the same organisers previously, and Vietnamese people uh, turn out to be amongst the favourites, um, the favourite nationalities to import as slaves, as many do, to work in cannabis factories, uh, illegal buildings uh, dotted around the countryside often and sometimes in towns in the UK, um, growing cannabis and manned by Vietnamese slaves who for some reason appear to be uh, the person of choice if you're going to do that. Um, and, and it's, as I said, about profit. It's about maximum obscene profit with total disregard to the interests of the human beings concerned. Um, and that is something from which we sadly all benefit. Um, and we don't necessarily, and most of the time, we do not do this knowingly. It's something that we may be vaguely conscious of. We may somehow sense that if a price is very low, there must be something behind that. Um, but many of us simply don't uh, have it at the forefront of our mind. Um, but there are some fairly important people about in the church who tell us that we should have this at the forefront of our minds. So just to give you some examples, and uh, particularly examples that relate to Christmas, I'm just going to tell you about a few media stories. And the first is a story in the Times um, that is uh, that comes from 2010. So we actually did know about this. Uh, quite a while ago. And the, the headline is Back with Mum, the boy labourer earning one penny an hour. A mother speaks of her joy at her 10-year-old son's return after the Sunday Times exposed his life in a Delhi sweatshop making baubles for Britain. Um, and... The, the story goes on to say that his name was Ravi and he was discovered in July 2010 during an undercover investigation into child labour in Delhi where up to 50,000 children of school age toil illegally in appalling conditions. And this 10-year-old lad um, was forced to work up to 20 hours a day in a squalid back room sticking tiny pieces of silver onto napkin rings, part of a Christmas gift set sold to an exporter supplying Poundland in the UK. He was beaten if he fell asleep on the job. I must say, I read that in the at the time, and it was probably one of the things that horrified me into investigating this further. 
the next is uh, a couple of years later, um, uh, and it's a story from WordPress um, or, or newsmakers, um, and child slaves were forced to make Christmas ornaments. In this case, uh, police and child advocates broke padlocks and busted down doors in a surprise raid of a sweatshop in India, only to find a group of children imprisoned who'd been forced to make Christmas decorations. And in this case, children as young as eight years were kept in rooms approximately six by six feet and had been forced to work up to 19 hours a day making the decorations, which had been believed to be intended to be sold in the US. Um, and uh, 14 children uh, were freed uh, and, and were in the process of being reunited with their families scattered across India. Um, but the one that maybe takes the biscuit is a story from um, two years ago, uh, again in the Times. Um, uh, and and you, you may vaguely remember this, Tesco charity cards packed by China's prison slaves. And a girl called Florence opened a box of her family's Tesco charity Christmas cards to send them to her friends. Um, she was only six, was Florence, and she lived in Tooting, South London, and was startled to find that one of the Christmas cards had already been used. The card featured on the outside a kitten in a Santa hat, but inside it contained a despairing message from a Chinese gulag. And it read, We are foreign prisoners in Shanghai, Kingpu Prison, China, forced to work against our will. Please help us and notify human rights organisation. Use the link to contact Mr. Peter Humphrey. Well, um, six-year-old Florence, when she read this inside one of the cards that she was supposed to be writing in to one of her friends, uh, she gave it to her dad. Dad was puzzled, but Googled Peter Humphrey. And she, he discovered, to his astonishment, that Peter Humphrey was none other than a British journalist who himself had spent two years at the same prison in Shanghai, China. And the reason he'd spent time there was that he'd, dis he'd incurred the displeasure of the Chinese government um, through his activities as a corporate fraud investigative journalist. The result of this displeasure was that, as tends to happen in China and other such places, um, he bogus charges were levelled against him and he and his American wife were thrown into jail without even the case being 
heard in a Chinese court. And this was the way in which he'd met these people in the Shanghai prison. Um, but here we were um, the with the uh, Chinese Shanghai prison equivalent, if you like, of a message in a bottle scribbled on a Shanghai Christmas card. These Christmas cards um, were being sold by Tesco to raise money for three English charities, including one dear to my heart, the British Heart Foundation, um, and also Cancer Research and Diabetes UK. Well, of course, everybody was horrified at this, um, and immediately the, uh, the, the, the Christmas cards were withdrawn, and Tesco, I'm sure, learnt not to uh, buy Christmas cards from this source in future. But these are just Christmas-focused examples of the way in which, in our everyday life, um, there is the footprint of slavery. And as I'll mention later, this isn't something um, about... To just life on Radio Maria. This morning we are joined by Simon John, who is telling us the fascinating but rather horrifying truth about modern slavery. Back over to you, Simon. Thank you, Elizabeth. Yes, uh, they are pretty horrifying um, and troubling, and they they seem to um, challenge everything we know and have come to believe about Christmas, um, indeed about the whole process uh, of our everyday life of buying goods. But this is something um, that the church in England is intensely aware of, um, and, uh, and so is the Pope. Um, I mentioned earlier the Joint Faiths Declaration, uh, and, and this happened um, in 2014 when um, world faith leaders um, joined the Pope to sign this human trafficking declaration, uh, the Catholic Herald uh, reported. And it, this was a groundbreaking initiative um, seven years ago 
to eradicate modern slavery by 2020. Uh, that perhaps showed um, how poor then was our understanding of the problem, because it only continued to grow. And the awareness um, within the church hierarchy does not appear to me to have filtered down to parishes and the faithful. I don't know many people who've heard uh, their parish priests talk about this issue. But then, in 2014, the Pope, with the Archbishop of Canterbury um, and uh, Ecumenical Patriarch Bartholomew from Greece, senior representatives of the Jewish, Muslim, Hindu and Buddhist faiths, adopted this joint declaration, which stated modern slavery in terms of human trafficking, which is the movement, by the way, trafficking is about the movement of people into slavery and between slavery jobs. Modern slavery in terms of human trafficking, forced labour and prostitution, organ trafficking, and any relationship that fails to respect the fundamental conviction that all people are equal and have the same freedom and dignity is a crime against humanity. Uh, and the Pope went on to say that, uh, that anything that hurts uh, the concept that everyone is born with the same dignity and freedom um, is an abhorrent crime against humanity. And everybody is called to action, he said. We must deplore everything depriving people of their God-given dignity. Um, uh, the Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, said, no human body can in any circumstances be an object to be enslaved. Um, so uh, I, I, I'm raising this because um, I sense that people are not terribly aware of the problem. Um, as you mentioned, the relatively unknown problem um, uh, at, if you like, parish level. Um, uh, uh, the, there's another article in, in the, from the Catholic News Service um, around the same time, um, uh, which, which describes more of Pope Francis's uh, comments. He said that we're facing a global phenomenon which exceeds the competence of any one community or country. In order to eliminate it, we need a mobilisation comparable in size to that of the phenomenon itself. Pausing there in reading that article from the Catholic News Service, um, it, it's worth mentioning uh, and explaining my earlier comment that there are more slaves today than at any time in the past. It was estimated during that awful time of, of uh, transatlantic slavery 
indeed not estimated, but calculated, because very careful records were kept by those businessmen of their dealings in transatlantic slavery. And um, by uh, applying those figures to the life, exp the very short life expectancy of slaves, um, we can see that at any one time um, between um, something like 400 years ago to 200 years ago, there were 40,000 slaves uh, alive. Today, according to the United Nations Global Slavery Index, they call it a document produced every few years, there are not 40,000, not 400,000, not even 4 million, but 40 million slaves in the world today, just over 40 million slaves. And 25 million of those are in um, forced labour. And a quarter of those people, 10 million, are child slaves. So just going on with that quotation from what the Pope said, I urgently appeal, said Pope Francis, to all men and women of goodwill not to become accomplices uh, to this evil, not to turn away from the suffering of our brothers and sisters, our fellow human beings who are deprived of their dignity. Um, instead of turning one, closing one's eyes um, to this tragedy, do something about it, he said, by joining an association or offering a kind word, a greeting or a smile. He said that um, we may feel challenged when in our daily lives we meet or deal with pe people who could be victims of human trafficking or when we are tempted to select items which could have been produced by exploiting others. And he goes on to say in another uh, report, it's described how he goes on in an American article, um, is even fuller and says that every person, this is the Pope speaking, every person ought to have the awareness that purchasing is always a moral and not simply an economic act. Um, many of life's tragedies and threats um, we are powerless about, and I think of troops gathering today on the Russian um, border, um, that, 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 that may well be about to invade Europe. Um, I think of North Korea. There's not a great deal you and I can do about this. Uh, there, there are other situations, um, like global warming, that we can do something about, but it's going to be a very slow ship to turn around. But with situations like modern slavery and corporate 
bad behaviour, there's a very good record of successful consumer pressure bringing about very rapid change. And here, perhaps, think the fur trade, the trade in um, animal furs, um, which was brought to a very rapid end in 2000. So maybe time for a final piece of music. Thank you so much, Simon. If you have a question for Simon, please don't hesitate to call us whilst we listen to the next song. The number is 01223. them know it's Christmas time. This is Just Life on Radio Maria. We are joined by Simon John, who has been talking to us about modern slavery. And now a little bit, John, uh, Simon John, about what we can possibly do in the face of this, this huge, shocking dilemma. Thank you, Elizabeth. Yes, the, the, there is a great deal that we can do, uh, so much that I'm not going to be able to deal with uh, anything like all of it. Um, in the in in, in the, the few minutes relate, remaining in this program, um, but uh, I, I hope to deal with this in much more detail in in subsequent um, programs. But there are things we can do. One very good English website is ethicalconsumer.org. By the way. Um, I'm going to put uh, these resources um, and links to the story I just mentioned um, in some programme notes that will be accessible on the website uh, soon. Um, But they include ethicalconsumer.org that has um, an... It's been a website. It's a website that's been around since 1989, and provides reports and detailed information about most areas of consumerism. Um, it's not quite free, but it's very good value at £29 a year, and produces a monthly magazine um, and issues email bulletins. Its report covers. Um, a whole, a vast range of subjects from energy, fashion and clothing, food, drink, health, beauty, home, garden, money, retailers, technology, travel and so on. Um, uh, And for 57 pence a week, it's a great investment in how we can avoid um, this sort of uh, unconscious behaviour. There's another excellent website. I think it's American or or international. um, And they have a slave-free buying guide. And it's called uh, End 
slavery now. Um, anti that there are three very good UK anti-slavery charities. Anti-Slavery International, that's been around since transatlantic slavery. Um, Unseen, that operates out of Bristol um, and um, runs the UK's National Slavery Hotline. Again, more about that next time. Um, and uh, Hope for Justice, based in Manchester, who, along with Anti-Slavery International, do some great um, anti-slavery projects in, in the UK. And by supporting them, you are helping free slaves. But there's one single app, a smartphone app, that you can download free that's called Good On You. You just go to your app store and type in the search bar Good On You. Uh, and that's a, a pun, if you like, um, on the phrase which um, a man might address to a woman, or I suppose the other way around as well. That piece of clothing looks good on you. Um, so th this, um, it, with this app, you, you type in the name of the brand you're thinking of buying, and it'll give you excellent feedback about uh, its ethical sourcing. So um, uh, I'm going to talk a bit more about the problem in future programmes and, and go into perhaps detail about uh, some, some of the areas which are particularly vulnerable um, and, uh, and, and more about what you can do. Thank you. But Thank you, Simon. That's absolutely fascinating. I don't think any of us had any idea that the... The problem was so huge and there were so many millions of, of slaves, more than there had been in, in the time of slavery. And I think we'll all be... I've never liked Poundland, but I don't know... I don't hope I won't be going in there again. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us this morning. And Simon will be back with us in January. I think it's on... Um, Wednesday the 12th of January for episode two in this little series Set the Downtrodden Th Free. Thank you so much for your time this morning, Simon. Thank you for sharing with us uh, all your expertise. Thank you so much for having me. Not at all. And we look forward to being with you again in January. All the very best and happy Christmas, everyone. <laughs>